You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Breakups are hard and truly can be the worst. We've all been there, though, and have had very different experiences with it. And as you've heard during some of our episodes, we often rehash them because it sort of sets us on our path to where we are today. But what is the difference between love and lust, you might ask? Are we staying in certain relationships for the right reasons? What's too long? And what's the right moment to walk away? Or... Is it okay and healthy to stay in an on-and-off situation? And if so, why is that person the person we choose to do it with? Do we actually love them? Or is it a lust and companionship tipping the balance in the favor type of deal? Jen, of all the breakups you've had, which is your worst and why? And how did you bounce back from it? Mm, Well, I think the one that was the worst for me was the one where I met you. So at least I got you out of that. But Um, It was the worst because I wasn't aware of narcissism. I wasn't aware of like, what what do they call that? Um, Gaslighting. I wasn't aware of manipulation and how it would look or like emotional abuse. I wasn't aware of any of these things. So I just thought like, okay, well, I'll just adjust to this relationship. And like, we're on different pages. So not everyone's going to be ready to be serious fast, but we were like in two different relationships and none of it was excusable or acceptable or any of that. So while we also did, we were together, we then did break up uh, and then got back together. One of us, not me, thought that we were not back together and that we were just seeing how things were going. So I guess to him, we were on again, off again. And to me, we were like on. So It took a lot for me to bounce back from that because it was so nuanced and had so many damn issues where I was like, is up down and is down up because everything I knew about relationships at that point had been flipped on its head. And then I had to do some serious inner work to figure out how I could allow myself to stay in such a situation and which flags I missed and why I missed them. And Lord, it sent me into a spiral, but here I am today, better for it. So I think why I bounced back and how I bounced back was really putting myself in the driver's seat for the success of my future and not necessarily blaming that person for the relationship, but blaming myself really for staying in it and then figuring out the root of that. I have so many questions because that was, you. wow, I just, un- I unplugged something there. <laughs> that was, <laughs> you just let that out. Jeez, yeah. that, was, that was a good minute 30 that you didn't, I was, wa- I was waiting for you to breathe. Nah. Like, like, to, to, to your point about like not knowing what gaslighting is and all that other stuff, I, I've never heard of that either. I think that when you start dating, like we started our relationships in like pre-social media era, right? So there wasn't the... Um, 
for lack of a better phrase, there wasn't the whole like me too type thing. Like, oh wait, that's happening to me and that's happening to me. And that person's making me feel that way, you know? So, and, and also it wasn't like, we got to see where everybody was all the time. So like when you went through a breakup or you, something happened, you talked to your friends about it and either they could commiserate or they couldn't, or you went to therapy and talked right. about it or you didn't. So there wasn't like gaslighting wasn't a thing. Cause you weren't like, oh wait, that person makes me feel that way too. Let's put a name to it. And then everybody can relate to it, you know? Yeah. So oh, all, there also but, wasn't this podcast then. So, yeah. um, you know, I think I tried to find whatever resources I could and that's how I bounced back, but I made it a personal choice to bounce back and bounce back for the last time and be set up for success for the future. So well, I, have, I have another question about what that minute 30 that you went off, but because <laughs> are you <laughs> delaying telling us all your story? Are you no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I've been an open book, but my thing with you is like, when you, you got back together with somebody and then he didn't think it was back on, you did. What was the conversation like where you decided that you were getting back together? One of you thought you were together. One of you obviously didn't. It's a great question. So we actually had a dinner where it was like just to catch up. And then at that point he was like, wow, we should start seeing each other again. This is great. And so we were seeing each other again and fell back into things very similarly where we were always together and it was the same, but to one of us, it was, he just didn't call it what it was. So you you never had the conversation of like, are we back together? Well, we did. And then I guess you can, you know, twist words, however you may, or find loopholes if that's your choice. And that was his choice. So I just think that I made the mistake of getting back together and not setting more firm boundaries or, stating what I was looking for in a more clear way. And part of that was because I thought that I didn't have the opportunity to, because he would think that it was too serious and then it'd push him away. I just figured like, okay, well, we're back in business. We're going to ease into it. We're going to grow to where we need to get, and we're going to be better at it this time. But again, I was also like afraid of losing him and all the things that happen when you're in an imbalanced situation and somebody has the upper hand and you, you give it to them because you know, you're not a victim here, but in this case, I could have stated my boundaries. I just wanted to be the cool girl or whatever that consists of where I didn't want to scare him off. And listen, if you can scare somebody off, they're not yours to have in the first place. Right. Exactly. Okay. So your turn, Rob, what relationship were you in that was on and off and how did you bounce back? I don't know if I've ever had an on and off relationship. Like that's something to me that like, I don't know if I could ever do mentally. Like, uh, like I've, I've definitely gotten back together with somebody and we've tried to make it clear. Like I, I, I need answers, questions answered. Like I need that. Like I need like, are we together or not? Cause I need to know if I'm putting myself back into this or not. I'm not going to kind of slowly do that. And the relationship I was in, she was like, well, let, she was seeing somebody else. I was seeing somebody else. We kind of came back together, realized we missed each other. And she broke up with her person. I broke up with my person. And then we started hanging out again, but she wasn't committing to our new, like being back together. Mm. So I was like, I was like, I can't do this. This is not something for me to do. You know? Um, also like, I don't want to think about who you've just been with. Like if, if I break up with you and you go and fuck somebody else to me, I'm, I'm done. I'm out because then you now you're on a break. Yeah, but that shit doesn't work. There's no on a break with me. I don't go on a break. If I if we say we're broken up, I'm done. I'm turning that switch off in my brain and I'm walking away. Yeah, but sometimes you do need time and space, Rob. And then you come back and you're like, okay. Well, no, no, no. Time and space is fine. 
if you're if you're getting inserted penal wise by somebody else, that is not time and space. That's fucking somebody else. And if I'm emotionally attached to you, that doesn't work for me. Okay, you know? but what if you you break up with somebody and then like two years later okay. you reconnect? Well, I was going to say that there is a time frame that goes by where I don't consider them really either I've dated somebody else in the meantime or they are like, there's just a time frame where like the emotions has kind of gone away and there's still an ex, but like you see, like there's, there's that time then too, where like, I don't be, I'm not friends with my exes until like maybe two years later, because I need to detach myself emotionally from that person first. And then if I revisit it and that spark's still there and we still have that sexual attraction, I had an ex-girlfriend, two ex-girlfriends ago who we saw each other after two years. And she's like, I still have that same sexual attraction to you that I did before. And I was like, same, but we were just on two different life paths at that point. You know what I mean? So like, it just wasn't going to work out, but I've never done the on and off thing. And that's, that's something that I'm really curious to find out about, like why people do that. Well, we will definitely dive into this on today's episode because it's, Really, I think an interesting topic, and you know, I have like a zillion questions just in in any event. But like, for example, why be on? Why be off? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what like is it lust? Like, are you missing? Is it companionship? Do you just need somebody around? Like, are you used to that person at that point? And then when they come back, it's like a familiar. It's like coming home from vacation, and you walk into your apartment, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or is it that you're like, I'm too lazy to date anyone else. I just want this person because they're they're there. We have history. It's easy. Or do you really not want to commit? And so you're like, well, this is like, I get a glimpse of a relationship here and there and I don't really want more. What is it? Well, Jen, while you and I find solace and commiserating about our old relationships and the ones that have gone wrong, the main thing that matters is how you recover which is what our guest, Tim Bader, is here to help us do. Tim is an actor and podcaster originally from Philadelphia, as am I. He moved to Los Angeles in 1999 to first pursue a career in music, and after minor success, he fell in love with acting. He's been in films, on TV, and commercials. It's his living. His podcast, The Bounce Back Show, dives into all things comedy, gambling, social media, and life in the fast lane. Nothing is left on the table, including beer cans, as Uncle Tim takes listeners on a wild ride during his weekly podcast. His motto is to bet with him, bet against him, but most importantly, just win. Tim loves pizza, beer, horse racing, and of course, the Philadelphia Eagles. He's going to leave it all on the table and help everyone bounce back from a breakup. Welcome to the show, Tim. It's good to be here. It's happening. It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Oh, yeah. So, Tim, the first question we ask everybody when they come on the show is, are you single, are you taken, or is it complicated? Totally single. All right. There okay, but like, why totally? I feel like everyone answers this question so differently, and they add this random like adverb to the beginning of it as though single doesn't just say what single means. I think you have an issue with, after what we just talked about, literally just talked about, where you couldn't get a definite answer from your ex-boyfriend if you were back together or not. I think you have an issue with certain adjectives. Where anybody else says totally single, they're letting you know that they're not talking to anybody. That's what that means to me. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't know we needed a qualifier for a word that already says I am single. Well, there's other types of single. What? What are they? Tim, back me up. What, what are the different types of single? Like right now, I'm so single that if I hooked up with anybody, that nobody could have any right to be disappointed or mad at me. There That's you go. That's how single I am. 
But isn't that what single usually means? No, yes. because you can be, you can be not in Look, so I just filled out a piece of paper and it was like, are you married or single? And I'm like, well, that's a fucking huge gap in there. Yeah. You know, like. You could be dating and still be single. Like, you know what I mean? I could go on a few dates, but I'm single. Okay, fine. Yeah. Technically, you're not married. So, yes, the uh, the other word is single. But if you're saying you're single versus taken or it's complicated, I would say taken. Here goes a major generalization. I think there's marriage, living together, and then everything else is single. Ooh. Wow. What? Okay. So you don't believe in like just a traditional commitment, boyfriend and girlfriend kind of business? Jennifer, I do believe in it and I honor it, but I've been cheated on every fucking time. Oh no. So are you jaded? Is that where all of this comes from? And are you turning red? Yeah. Well, pink <laughs> stop sign for sure. I mean, I've got, I got a lot of issues. <laughs> well, what's, what's, the, what's the last issue and what was, what did she do to you? <laughs> well, first of all, I'll start with this. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. So a lot of times, I'm one thing I'm is honest. A good friend of mine told me, once a man and a woman turn 30, what is the point of lying? You're fully grown at 30. Just tell people the truth. Feelings are gone. So if I date somebody, I go, they go, do you want to get married and have kids? The answer is no, emphatically. Then you go, why? Well, I'm seven of eight kids. I've been in therapy. I didn't get enough attention. I raised kids from when I was 13. I got 16 nieces and nephews. I've done it. It's a lot of hard work. Most of the marriages with kids that I know are failing or tough. So from six to 10, I realized at 10 years old, emphatically, I'm not doing this. So kind of, you've kind of been in it, but you've also, you're also like the best kind of like a bystander, right? Yes. Where you, 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 they're not your kids, but you raise them as you were they're your kids. And then also you're seeing from a firsthand point of view of what's wrong in marriage type relationships. Yeah. And kids are very difficult. Like you don't realize their minds are sponges. Like when I'm around kids, everyone's like, you're a great dad. Cause all I tell them is like, you're beautiful. You're so funny. You're the best because you don't know what's going to trigger that child. They might think of this stranger. Like he told me I was great at 11 years old and gave me a soft pretzel that might at that moment resonate in that child's brain. And the only reason why I have, I have 16 nieces and nephews. Like I'm not telling you this because God put me on earth. It's been a life experience. Zero to 22 was difficult. Like I babysat when a child, when a two-year-old has a fever and is wailing and you're doing everything in your power, it's not fun to put them on Instagram when they're sick and you can't communicate with them. It's hard work. And I'm going to tell you a story. There's a girl that I dated that we got along. Everything was great. And she's like, I want a kid. And you know this girl. She's a good actress. And she has a kid now and she's married. And I ran into her in an audition and she went, Bader, I have to tell you this. Everything you told me about having a child and how hard it is, you were 100% right. And she said, you're the only person that told me the truth of how hard it is to be a mother. And my husband wants to have another kid. And she's like, I don't know if I want to. And the funny thing is, she's like, because we, we're still friends. Like our breakup was civil and loving and just honest. It was great. And she said to me, like, I'm looking at your videos. You're in Cabo. You're doing this. And I'm waiting for her to go grow up, man. And she went, God damn it. Did you and I have a lot of fun? She was reminiscing because it's over now. You don't understand. And then she's like, I'm stuck out in the valley and I don't see adults anymore and it's goo goo gaga and I'm cleaning up shit and snot all day. Then my husband comes home and I want to talk to an adult 
but he's worked all day. He doesn't. And she's like, I need a timeout. I need you to converse with me because I've been talking to this baby all fucking day. And I went, I know this. <laughs> I know this. So this is coming from experience. And I think that that is what is helpful to have context with. Like you're not just some guy who's like, I hate babies or I don't know what I want. You're not like flim flamming around. You're saying it from an educated place. Like I, this is a personal choice for me. I don't want that. And I don't want to lead you on if that's not what I want. If you don't want it, I think your point about in your thirties, like we don't have, we don't need to do the song right. and dance. We know, we hopefully know who we are by then. Sadly, people waste a lot of time in their twenties. They're like, we'll just see how it unfolds. We'll see what, well, I don't want to cross that bridge or someone will be like, I'm dating somebody, but ultimately they're going to leave the country. I'm like, so are you going with them? Are there plans for that? Cause otherwise like you're going to have to have this conversation later and you're just going to be older and more fucked up then. Yeah. So just get it out, get with it. But so you don't want marriage. You don't want kids. So then I would assume there are people out there that want. Well, I want, want a monogamous relationship and live together and grow old together, and I want to, uh, you know, provide and and be a good partner in you know financially, emotionally, and everything above. And very, very safe sexually, yeah, obviously. I'm pretty, yeah, I don't need. I'm not. There's no, there's no mistakes happening there. Like if you're, you know, you know, you don't want kids, and if you're in a committed relationship, you're gonna have to be very careful. Yeah, about of that course, shit, of right? course. And that's also what brings me to most of the girls that I date are either addicts, come from broken homes, only because when I date a woman that is comes from a good family, a good upbringing, and I say, I don't want to have, a, I want to get married or kids, they're like, oh, thank you for being so honest. We can be friends because that's what I want. So when I date the crackpots, they think they can change me. They think that, you know, they don't know what to fucking think because they're, they're fucking crazy. Right, right, right. I, I, I'm kind of like in between you and it's weird because like, I still, if people ask me, like if a meteor was coming down to hit the, the earth tomorrow, like, is there anything I would regret? And I say the only two things I would regret is not being a husband and a father. Cause I'm, I'm the same. Like I, I, I babysat all the kids in my neighborhood. My neighborhood was full of kids. I was five to six years older than them. So I took care of all of them and I fucking loved it. And I want a monogamous relationship with somebody. Um, I was just at my friend's house today where I'm the, my friend's godfather to their daughter and she just turned one years old and they have a podcast they do. And when they do their podcast, I kind of just watch the baby for them. Right. And I was like, this is fucking hard. <laughs> like, this is, and I'm not even tired. Uh, and she's all over the damn place because she's running around now and shit. But and at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm, I just booked a job where I'm going to Budapest for two Congrats, weeks. Right. right? So. Thank you very much. But the mom was like, I'm so fucking jealous that you're going to fucking Budapest. She goes, you've been to Europe, what, five times this year? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you're living what, like when I go to, when I lay my head down at, at, on the pillow at night, that's, I dream about when I used to travel the world all the time, you know? I'm like, you can still do that. She's like, yeah, but there's other things that are in the, in the priorities now. And I say, well, it's just, you know, like I, I say, you have what I want, you know? So it's like the yeah. grass is greener. Type. Always. I mean, I talked to a friend the other day who's in a relationship now for two years and they live together. And she said to me, she's like, man, what I wouldn't give for more personal time or just the freedom to choose what I watch or go out with my friends separately from him or make what I want to eat and not consult another person and their taste buds. So, 
I think everyone does have that perspective where the grass is always greener and it's going to be the case. But in terms of our new segment, XXXY, why do you think that you're single? Is it because you're not trying to get married and have kids or because you're severely damaged from the last relationship? Or is it because you keep dating your so-called crackpots? Yes, it's because I'm dating crackpots. Why do you date them then? Is that just who shows up on your dating app or to your shows or whatnot? Well, I've never been on an app. It, a, it's I have to be, I mean, I'm being as shallow as possible. I have to be attracted to them. And then when I'm intimate with them, there needs to be a level of comfort. And there also has to be the spark. And if that's not there, then it's just a waste of my time. Tim, if you've listened to our podcast at all, this is like, I'm more, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 80, 70, 80% heart and then like 20, 30% head. And Jen's the exact opposite of that, right? So like, I'm the one that's like, I need to have that punch in the gut. I need that feeling. There needs to be that foundation of emotion. I know when I want to spend time with somebody, they just happen to be 24 years old. Me too. That's what I date. I date anywhere from 25 to 35. Yeah. The girl I was dating on and off for seven years, COVID hit. I said, let's just move in. Let's, we're whatever. I'm all in. Unbeknownst to me, she was dating other dudes the whole time because she wasn't satisfied in the relationship. And I was. So when she broke up with me, it was a complete ambush. So I had to wait during COVID during COVID or this 20 COVID like during COVID, it was a complete ambush or she's been doing that for the past seven years. No, Well, the past seven years on and off is kind of fair because like I was dating people and she was. But when I finally said, let's commit, I committed. And I think that she committed, but then she's like, well, look, you don't want to have a wife and kids. I do. And you drink and I don't. And I go, yeah, but everything you asked of me, you told me to go to a psychiatrist. You told me not to drink around you. I've, I've jumped through hoops to make this work because I'm happy. And she found a bigger, better deal, a BBD, who some, it was a quote on friend who said, I'll marry you and you can move in with me and I'll give you a kid. And then she said, I need to be, you need to be completely removed from my life. She's blocked wow. me, blocked me from everything. And that was an ambush. Now, here's the thing. I'm happy in the relationship. I'm content. And that is a word in my history that women do not like men to be content. Why don't you work harder? And I'm like, because I got enough money. I own a nice condo. I have a great dog and I'm happy and I'm happy with you. But why don't, but it's always, but why don't you want, why don't you want? Because I have it all. I, I, I I'm in commercials. I have a podcast. But you could work harder. I could work harder, but I'm 46 and I worked hard to get here and I'm I'm happy. And that usually is a roadblock, you know, where they go, well, you're good time, Charlie. And I, I think that's ultimately what happened. She went for a bigger, better deal. Do you think, though, that there were any indications of that coming along the way, like maybe between the ons and offs again? And why were you on again and off again? Why didn't you just keep seeing each other? Why were there other people? I had to pick between two girls. One girl had borderline personality disorder. Uh, She was probably my soulmate. Chain smoked, drank, gambled, everything. I could have spent the rest of my life with her, but she also hit me in the face with a frying pan while I was sleeping. (laughs) Oh, my God. She embezzled $2,900 out of my PayPal account, called uh, and said that I beat her, and then the police showed up and arrested her. This is your soulmate. Well, I thought so. So then she said, choose. She moved. She's out of my life. I have no idea where she is. And then 
The other one I went with, who we never fought. Me, like me and this girl never fought. That's why I was so easy to cater. When she'd say jump, I'd say how high. And she just completely ambushed me. But the other thing, I, she's a bit of a, a crackpot too, like where. Right. But I, I, I look, is the crackpot the thing that keeps you going in and out? Are you the one that keeps going? Are you I think the crackpot? The, the, maybe, but I'm the monogamous one. I don't cheat. I'll, I'll go to Craig's on Friday night. It's a real who's who. You, you, it's a fun place. And there'll be women there that I'll talk to. And my friends are like, dude, that girl likes you. Like why? She's hot. What are you? We, and I'm just content in my relationship and I don't want to deal with it. And now that I'm trying to date, I'm awkward, I'm uncomfortable. And some of these girls like me and they're like, what's wrong with me? And it's, it's really not them. It's me. And it's, it's been very difficult. Well, talk to me, talk to me about this on and off thing. This is the question that Jen and I both agree on and both don't know how that works. I say, I don't know how it works because I have a, you know, if if I'm emotionally invested in you, I don't want you seeing anybody else. I don't want you. Me neither. I don't want you, but I don't want you breaking up and then going and doing other stuff and coming back to me either. I hate that. Was it, how do you do on and off? I don't, I just have to, the heart wants what the heart wants. So she dictates it. It Wait, okay. But explain that. So you're, let's just walk through this process maybe so we can all understand what on and off looks like. I agree with what Rob said a hundred percent. But I like somewhere, I like this particular person so much that if she says these are the rules, I play by. Okay, so you're nothing better. You are not the one who wants it to be on and off. No, I'm monogamous. I would have her move in. I'm happy. Mm. But so then the off part comes because like whoever said girl is is like, okay, um, now I'm tired of you. I'm going to go date other people, and then they finally are like taking you back. So then it's on again. No, it sounds like what he's saying is. He's not, it sounds like what he's saying is that it, because he's up front, okay, I'm putting all the pieces together, Tim, the Tim Bader puzzle I'm putting together. <laughs> it sounds like because he knows what he wants. He has everything that he wants. He's content in his life. And because of that, he's secure enough to tell somebody when they start dating, here's where I am. Here's where I, I want to stay. Here's where I'm not going. Those people have an emotional and physical connection sparks fly rockets in the air they're both into that moment then it takes a minute for the woman to go wait he said that he doesn't want this but i do so then they go away and then he's sad and then they they come back because they miss him and then he's like i never lost that feeling for that person so now did what she wants change so maybe they just manipulate him and tell you different that's why you take him back dude you nailed it that's a you it's such an accurate log line of my love life (laughs) People think we're lucky because we live in L.A. and our winters are pretty mild. So they think that we're free from all the wintry effects. That's not necessarily the case. We have the Santa Ana winds. We have the rainy season. And we definitely experience dry skin, among other things, just like everybody else. Well, L.A.'s own way has created the perfect solution. And it's aptly named Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast, absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most and provides hydration that lasts, preventing that damn dryness. It's made of high-quality nourishing ingredients like squalane and everybody's favorite, coconut oil. Well, Jen, that sounds right up your alley. And did you know that you can turn your shower into basically a spa with a gentle, skin-softening Whey Melrose Place Body Cleanser? That balances out your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue. Experience the new Whey Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to theway.com and use code LEAVE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Code B-L-E-A-V.
<laughs> that was perfect. So, That's okay. exactly more what like I, a long that, novel, but yeah. yeah. But I lived with my one chick, and I liked her a lot. But she had she didn't have any ambition. She would just stay at the house and lay on the couch all day, and she got really upset because things in my life were cooking. And then she started resenting me. And I remember talking to her in my bedroom going, this is not how two adults should be. Like, you shouldn't be angry all day. You should be happy for me. And and at that time, I found the girl that I'm still hung up on now, which was kind of that love at first sight thing. And I still talked to the girl that I lived with. And she said, I remember, like, you starting to just naturally and organically fall out of love with me for this new chick. So it's, I'm no, I am no player, not anymore. When I was in the band and I was 25, sure. But like once I hit like 32 to 35, I am a one woman guy. So what do you think you have to do now to change the trajectory of, of what your relationships are? Because it sounds like, it sounds like you're at their whim. What do you think you need to do to change, to get to the point where you're in a monogamous relationship where you live with somebody for the rest of your life? It's tricky because it's the ones that I like don't like me. Like this Christmas, I hung out with a a girl who didn't have any family and she identifies as pansexual. And I have no interest in hooking up with her. And I go, I don't like Christmas. I don't like decorations and gifts. I'm not doing anything. I'm like, you're welcome to come over. And I had a party for four days and we had the best Christmas in like 15 years. And then it got weird where it was like, wow, this is like, I, this person, this personality is on fire, but are we really going to go here? And it was like red wine and all this crazy shit that happened and sparks were flying. But ultimately I don't want to go down that path because I'm, I'm still hung up on my, my girl and it wouldn't be fair to her. You know what I mean? And the more that I'm honest about it, the more that she comes at me. Oh, that is the problem. It's that you're attracting these people that like don't know what they want until they date you. And then they figure it out while they're dating you. And then, then it becomes this toxic thing. Okay. So from what we can tell, you bounced from that relationship into this new thing with a girl who then you were trying to bounce away from potentially or you were setting her straight on like expectations. And she was like, no, no, I want to date you now because I haven't figured out my shit. And this sounds like a great idea. So between all this bouncing around, how the heck do you bounce back from any of these dynamics and be like healthy, whole and ready to date again? Are you are also, are you still in therapy because that girl sent you there? No, uh, I, the guy turned out to be a charlatan, but <laughs> he's a weird dude. A charlatan. Uh, only in LA does my therapist blow my stylist. On, and I didn't know my therapist was gay. It was so bonkers. Anyway, <laughs> that's another story. It's another time, you know, but that's what, so um, how do I bounce back? It distractions. For me, it's a lot of distractions. I'm 22 days sober. I take uh, the first quarter of the year off sober. So I'm really present. And it's just been a series of distractions just because my feelings are hurt. You know, my, I'm bummed out and I just have to accept the truth that that girl doesn't love me as much as I love her. There's something, you know, whether it's, whether it's me or deficiency, it just doesn't matter. She doesn't have the feelings that I have for her. I have a question. After seven years of back and forth and on and off, how do you know there's not going to be another on? 
I'm hoping. My friend gave me the greatest. This is my friend who has three kids. He's an only child. We were, we are tight, but we used to be real tight. And he sat down with me one night and he goes, dude, I think I want to get married and have kids. And by the way, he's worth like $300 million. And I said, that's a terrible idea. I go, look how perfect your life is right now. He goes, but I'm an only child and I, and you only have one life. It was a great answer. And he goes, if I don't get married and have kids, I won't truly know that experience. And I said, I can tell you the experience. He goes, you could tell me all day long, but until I put my hand on the frying pan and burn it, I'm not going to know. I go, great answer. And he said to me, he goes, dude, you want your functioning, dysfunctional relationship back because the alternative is worse. I go, dude, that is exactly what I want. And he goes, you will continue with that dysfunction until something better lands in your lap because I'm not proactive. I don't go on dating sites. Alone time for me, it's the best time. You know, one of eight kids sharing rooms. I live in this condo by myself. I love it. So unless some soulmate falls out of the sky, I will keep taking this girl back. And I think that she knows that. Mm. You know what I mean? And most girls come back too, Rob, because they say to me, they go out and they swim the seas of men. And most men are assholes and they, they're they just, they're, they're validating their egos. They cheat. Every girl comes back and goes, the one thing about you is I knew exactly where I stood 100% of the time, 100% of the time. The biggest problem with you is I wanted you to know things and that's impossible to ask of anybody. But every time I asked you to do X, Y, and Z, you did it. And they go, I fucked up. And I go, well, it's too late now. Wait, but okay. Especially you're saying that it's not too late though for this one to come back. But if you're super transparent and they know what they get when they're with you and you don't know what you get with them because she could potentially leave you again, is this something you would, you said you would dive right back in and bounce back into the situation? But like, why if you're set up for failure? Because I've been dating just for like two months since it's been over and it's fucking awful, especially at 46. It's exhausting. It's exhausting knowing that half the women I meet want to get married and have kids. I don't even want that. This girl doesn't even really have a family. Perfect. I don't have to go to the in-laws. I don't have to travel. We can go out to Craig's on Friday night, Christmas Eve, just you and I. We can get a massage on Christmas Day. These are the things that like, it's very difficult. Like the amount of women in the world that are compatible with me, you could fold into a blade of grass. I disagree because you don't know what's on dating apps and you can put in like that you're not looking to get married and that you don't want kids. So there are people out there that don't want that. So if you went on the apps, both you and Rob, maybe that could be a cute little New Year's resolution. Yeah. One of my best friends, one of my best friends is exactly what Jen says. If you go on these dating apps, you'll find it. But Rob, I don't go on those dating apps because I feel like I'm shopping. Like, I feel like I'm shopping for groceries or like a cashmere sweater. Like, <laughs> I'm old school, dude. I, I probably should have been 21 years old in 1976 living off of Laurel Canyon with long hair playing the acoustic guitar. I want to meet somebody and have that interaction, have that love in Rockets, have that love at first sight. And I am I am the exception to the rule these days. I am the old man and... It's just the way it is. And it's it's exhausting, dude. No, I'm the same way. I think you and I are almost exactly the same. It's just funny that we come from the same place, too. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we have completely different backgrounds and family history, but, like, we come from the same area. And, you know, I think loyalty is a big thing for us where we come from. 
right? Big I mean, time, how, dude. how shitty our fucking teams are. And we stick with them no matter what throughout our entire life. And we hand that, that, that fandom down through generations. But I do want the kids. I do want the family. And I, I, I'm the same with the apps. I won't do it because I want that Rockets punch in the gut automatic feeling. But like, I also wouldn't go back to somebody. Like I, Jen and I were talking in the beginning, like when, when, when I'm done with you, I'm done with you. Maybe two years down the road, if we run into each other again and there's something there, but I'm not even friends with you, like block you on all my shit. I'm done talking to you. you once you're out of my life that way, I have plenty of fucking friends. Right. Right. You know, so I'm done. I'm, I'm Jen, after your experience with your last time that you got back together with your dude, is, is that the last, would you ever get back say you dated somebody for like six months and then there was like a holiday or something. And then you guys stopped talking or whatever. And then you ran into each other again. Would you do that? Would you go back? Would you bounce back into somebody? So I think it would depend on the circumstances. If we like split because it was like really bad news, I don't think that I could probably, you know, give this person another chance unless they had like a lobotomy. But maybe if there were like circumstantial things and distance or maybe someone went to set and then we're like, oh, it's better to, you know, it's early into this thing. We're not that deep in where we keep this going while you're away for half a year. And then they come back. And if I'm still single, which at this rate, I'll probably be forever. But I think I'd give them a chance just based on, I don't know. If I really connect with somebody, I'd maybe give them another chance, but it would have to be drama free. The other thing is, I don't know who told me this. It's a great saying though. If you were to find your soulmate, like really, you would know. We all would know. You know, we've probably been close to it. Why would you get God and the government involved? Like why, if I find someone that I really get along and love with, I want to like, like protect it and just get away from the public eye and be happy and be like, the funniest word is the girls make fun of me all the time because I say safe. And it's usually on this couch, watching a show we like together, eating a food we like together. And I say, I can't believe you brought it up, Rob. I go right now, if a meteor was about to hit the house, I wouldn't change anything. Because I love you. I love the dog. I love what we're doing right now. And at this very moment, our lives were taken. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I say that to different girls all the time because <laughs> I mean it. But but I do. Like if I really love you and I mean like I mean that, like it's such a – I mean it's a weird word, safe. No, but I think he meant not different girls like on a Thursday and then on a Friday and then on a Saturday. Yeah, not that way. Like, I don't know, his, the line – Throughout his, but throughout his relationship career, he's probably said that to people. Yes, the loves of my life. Yes, Rob, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Jen, yeah. where are you from? Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Venus, according to. Of course, of course, and you're a Capricorn, right? How did you know that? Because does it, that mean you're born in January? December. Did you look into me? Yeah, I've Googled you for sure. Well, my yeah. girlfriend ex one is a Capricorn too. Oh. Her birthday was the 14th. I felt terrible. I didn't even reach out. Well, she's a bitch, so sorry. <laughs> but we never fought. I have to say, she and I, I'm a Taurus. We never fought. Oh, interesting mixture. So earth signs do go well together now that you bring that up. All right. Sounds good. Rob, what are you? Gemini. Ugh. Uh, I think you take care of me, right? Or Aries takes care of me. How's that work? Who takes care of the Taurus? Yourself. Yeah, you. Because you're an adult. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. I, I, um, yeah, my, I don't know what my like happy place would be with somebody. I think, look, I, I, I believe in, in marriage and engagement because to me, which we've discussed on this show, 
like, and especially living in Los Angeles for as long as we have, um, you find people that are always looking for the BBD, you know, and whether they, they don't know it or not, or they're trying to actually do that or not, they, 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 this, this is a city where you can find the bigger, better deal that you can. So somebody's always looking over your shoulder or, or maybe Chris Evans walks into your fucking karaoke bar on a Sunday. This is real life shit where we live. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, yeah. so, you know, when people have that, like, uh, the, the list of people they're allowed to go have sex with. You can't do that in this city because there's a chance that you're going to fucking run into them and they're going to be drunk at Barney's and they hit on your girlfriend, you know? It happened, dude. I performed at State Social House on a Tuesday night and I had two girls. One of them was my ex and another girl who I had hooked up with years ago, unbeknownst to both of them. And I'm playing acoustically and Justin Bieber walks in and asks if he can play. I go, you want to use my guitar? Well, he's left-handed. So he's sitting up there in front of 35 people and he sings like a bird. He plays guitar left-handed. 2.30, this is pr- like, this is when Twitter was hot. So people were videoing him on Twitter. So two, 35 people turns into like 200 pretty quickly. And he was very kind to me because I was hosting the night. And both of the girls are like doing yoga poses in front of him. They would have blown him right in front of me. And I'm like, can you show me some goddamn respect, woman? <laughs> but wait, 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 that's my point. Is that like if I were to date somebody for a certain amount of time and then like propose to them and they say yes, that's to me them saying, I'm agreeing with you that we're on the same page, that I, I now commit myself to you. You're committing yourself to me. All that other bullshit that comes along with dating in this world and especially the city is gone now. It's gone. I, I, I agree. I want that. But that's what engagement is to me. And, and then marriage is doing that in front of your friends and family and saying, we agree that this is what we both want. Then you do that. So that's what that's why I want the marriage and not just the living with and the and the cohabitating. It's and the so interesting because my mom said she has my mom has one girl and seven boys in that order. And she said, I learned my lesson by getting involved with your sister's boyfriend. I liked one of your sister's boyfriends. They had a problem. I opened my mouth and I'll never do it again. Because what you don't understand in relationships is you and your partner, you're the only ones that really know what's going on. And when you, when I go talk to my friends, I'm sure it's not the same story that my partner's telling her friends. Yeah. And then your family's like, well, we hate her. We hate her. And then you're back with her. Well, we love her. We love her. Wow, yeah. we hate her. So I try to just keep my relationships with women it's private. It's when even if things are bad and people are like, "How's X, Y, and Z?" Great, yeah, it's good. She's doing good. Work's busy. Just because I don't want my friends or family to get to take sides. That makes so much sense, especially with your on again, off again business. But so, do you ever talk about them on your podcast? Is the next question. Yeah, I fucking I'm so pissed about this one. I blew it up a little bit. I don't say her name, but I trashed her. I don't care. No one's listening. I mean, what's, what's forty thousand people? She doesn't. No one knows her. Tell us, tell us about the podcast. Tell us what it, what you guys do, what you talk about, what like the main subject matter is. Give us a little bit about the podcast. Well, we, you know, I've been here for. A, I came out here to be in a band. I played in a band, and that industry changed. Then I got into acting. I make most of my money to this day still in commercials, but you know, the commercial industry is a little weird because now everyone streams. So then I latched on to two social media influencers. God damn it! I hate saying this shit, but. One of them is that Steve will do it from the Nelk boys. And one of them is Bob Mennery, who gave me whatever footprint I have in social media. 
Then Bob Menery and I had a podcast called the Ripper Magoo podcast that was the number one podcast in the world, like Joe Rogan numbers. And the A-listers that he would get, he would get Shaquille O'Neal. He got Michael Pena. Um, yeah, God almighty, who else did we have on the show? Just massive, massive people. And he sabotaged it with Kevin Conley's company, Action Park Media. So then I spun off the two personalities. Bob Menery's people know me as Timmy Bounceback because nobody can drink like I can drink. You know, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, I went out with him and Sterling Shepard from the New York Giants. I went to the Doheny room. I'm way too old, way too drunk, lighting it up on the dance floor, hammered. The next morning I go to the parlor to watch football. It was on Saturday. And as um, Saquon's walking in, he's saying to Bob Menery, there is no way we're going to see Tim Bader today. He was hammered last night. And I got a Corona. I'm like, Saquon, want a beer? And he went, holy shit, can you bounce back? And they were like, Timmy, bounce back. Stuck. So then Steve will do it from the Nelk Boys came on that podcast. And we found out that I'm his bloodline uncle. So he brings me in his YouTube videos and says that I'm the drunk old Tim, Uncle Tim, who taught him how to gamble, womanize, and drink. So that's mm -hmm. my, that's my, and he pays better than most fucking Hollywood TV shows. There you go. <laughs> so I landed in bounce back with uncle Tim, which is kind of like hilarious because it's a junior varsity entourage. I make just enough money to not have to work. Mm -hmm. I own the condo in West Hollywood, which is not bad. I go to Barney's Beanery, state social house, Craig's Chaconis and Dantana's. That's it. And that is the Norma triangle and like you said, Rob, you meet celebrities and stuff like that. And I become friends with them. And I just tell these ridiculous stories. Like one of the stories is Dan Tanez has banned me right now because <laughs> I've learned at 46, Jen, you can go to one bar and then you can go to a second bar. If you go to a third bar, it's curtains. Shouldn't be able to do it. So Dan Tanez is essentially my living room. So I, I'm hammered like red wine, drunk, gin. I'm walking from Craig's. I go into Dantana's. I'm like, I'm drunk Frankenstein. <laughs> and I go to the bathroom and I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love uh, uh, Larry David. And I cruise in and I see um, uh, Richard Lewis, the comedian. And I go, Richard Lewis, I'm such a fan. I love you on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the guy goes, I'm Al Pacino. And it was fucking Al Pacino. <laughs> And I go, oh, my God. I go, I love you, too. I go, I really didn't mean to offend you at all. But they're both little guys with long gray hair. And I'm like. <laughs> oh, man. So those are the type of stories that I tell. And Kevin Conley makes fun. Yeah, he makes fun of me all the time. He's like, what are you going to talk about on episode 600? I go, every fucking weekend is this. Every yeah. single weekend, there's something that goes on. That's good, man. That's, but you know what? That's, it's funny because the life that you're living right now is probably why you have such a great following because like we say, like people look at us and go, the grass is always greener, right? You got somebody in Wisconsin with five kids working at a tire shop who's listening to your Al Pacino story being like, holy fuck, I wish I was able to fucking get drunk and stumble into a bathroom and call Al Pacino Richard fucking Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, buddy, other than the podcast, tell us where we can find you on social media, where everybody can go look for you and then give us the whole podcast name so they can go find that. Okay. There's two social medias. It's uh, Timmy Bounceback 
is my personal handle. And then the Bounce Back Pod is the podcast Bounce Back with Uncle Tim. And it's everywhere where podcasts are, Apple, Spotify, and all that stuff. And then uh, look for me in commercials, man. I'm hoping I, I've had a couple auditions this week, Rob. Good. It's picking up a little bit. You guys go out for the same things because you're like the same. Yeah, we go out. We see each other all the time. All the time, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and when I see him on TV, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what was the show I saw? I actually saw Ray Romano. Get Shorty. Get Shorty. He was bummed yeah. it got canceled. And yeah. Chris O'Dell, too. Yep. Because yep. I, I was like, yeah, my buddy Rob's on there, man. He's fucking yeah. killing it. Thanks, Tim, for joining us. This has been a riot. Now we know how to bounce back from all things like relationships hangovers, you name it. When you insult somebody in a bathroom who's super famous, we know how to bounce back and everyone should listen to your podcast. And while you're all there, keep tuning into It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, and comment. Also, share it with a friend. And if you want to join the class of Master Daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And where can everyone find you, Rob? At Forever Zevers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S, E-V-O-R-S. Uh, on Instagram. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social means. We'll be back next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.